praise and you're ready to worship. That yes was just not as enthusiastic as the other ones, was it? <laughs> uh, let's let's just speak to Father for Hallelujah. a moment, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity of coming together with each other, but essentially in your presence, at your footstool, ready to worship, ready to praise and pray and ready to Amen. receive from you whatever you have got for us tonight Jesus. father this is a blessed time within your presence in jesus name and god's people said amen, amen. thank you jesus amen hallelujah let's stand up on our feet father we just want to worship you we worship you in this place king jesus you are worthy king jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy of all the glory and all of the honor and the praise. We worship you, Jesus. We're just going to be doing very simple songs. Even if you don't know them, just, uh, just focus your attention on God. There's no words up on the screen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your glory fill this house. May your praises fill my mouth. Let each vessel offer up to you the sacrifice of praise. And again, glory fill this house. May your praises fill my mouth. Let each vessel offer up to you the sacrifice of praise. You alone You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory. Jesus, you alone. You alone are holy. You alone are holy. Of the glory, Jesus, you alone. Make that your prayer. Let your glory fill this house. Let your glory fill this house. May your praises fill my. each vessel offer up to you 
sacrifice of praise. Let your glory fill this. That's our prayer, King Jesus. May your praises fill my mouth. Let each vessel offer to you the sacrifice of praise. You alone are holy. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory, Jesus. You alone. You alone are holy. You alone are. You deserve the glory, Jesus. You alone, you alone are holy. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory. You deserve the glory. Jesus, you alone. Jesus, you alone. Let's sing that again. You alone are holy. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory, Jesus, you alone. I'll worship you, Jesus. You are worthy of all the praise and the glory and the honor, King Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship worthy King Jesus just raise up your voices to the King of Kings you are worthy of all the glory and the honor we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus
your voices to the King of Kings. Hallelujah, Jesus. none like you there is none like you oh we worship you jesus we worship you jesus you are worthy of the glory lord we are hungry for you we're hungry we are hungry lord for more of you more of your presence more of you more of you father god we are here to worship you and to lift you up we're here to honor you king jesus we're here father god we don't want it we're not here to glorify man we're here to lift you up 
We're here to honor you and to glorify you. You are worthy. You are worthy of the glory. You are worthy of the honor. You are worthy of the praise. Hallelujah. There is none like you. There is none like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory. Jesus, you alone. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. You deserve the glory. Jesus, you alone. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Mighty Jesus. Mighty, mighty Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There is none like you. There is none like you. There is none like you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So often in church, we're used to just watch being led and everything being told us from the front. And in this place, we just want to create an environment where you just enter in. You just get on and get flow into the presence of God. Just step on and just focus on Him. Just, just, just lift Him up and just get, just show, Father God, we're so hungry for You. We don't need everything to always be led by someone and telling us what to do and when to lift your hands and when to sit down and when to stand up. Let's just flow in His presence and just, 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 just worship Him. Hallelujah, Lord, we worship You, Jesus. Hallelujah, draw me close, Lord, draw me close. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. You're all I want, of course. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I Help me know you are near. Let's sing that again. You're all I want. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. 
me know you are me. Draw me close. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. If you don't know the words, just focus your attention on my God. I lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire. No one else will do. There's nothing else can take your place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find the way. Bring me back to you. You're all I want. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I Help me know you are me. You're all I want. You're all I want. You're all I want, King Jesus. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I Help me know you are near. Sing that again. You're all I want. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I Me know you are near. You're all we want, King Jesus. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I Me know you are near. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you. You are so holy, Lord, we worship you. Mm -hmm. Can I say to my 
Lift up your voices, lift up your voices to the King. You are holy, holy, holy Lord. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you. are worthy of all the glory, worthy of all of the honor, worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. It's very simple. Worthy is your name. Let's sing it again. Mm, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Very, very simple words. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise, worthy is your name. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. Oh, you are worthy. You are worthy. Say 
You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, worthy. Kesera, kesera, Oh, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Kesera, kesera, no. Shara Sera Sera Shana sera mana sen, mana you are holy, 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 holy. Shana mana Oh, you, Jesus, we worship you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, holy and anointed one. Jesus, you are worthy. Sing that again. Let's sing that again. He's the anointed one. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Holy and anointed one. We're going to sing that same same words again. 
But you know, there is healing and there is freedom in the anointing. Jesus is the anointed one. That's what Christ means. There's freedom. There's healing. There's release in that anointing. The presence of God. When we get around the anointing of God, God sets people free. That's what that anointing does. That's what the anointing of the power and the presence of God. He is the anointed one. He's holy and he is anointed. He's holy and he's anointed. So, Father, we thank you for that anointing right now. We thank you for that anointing. We thank you for the anointing bringing liberty and freedom and release into people's lives. The captives set free. Things that people have struggled with. Things that people have, that, that the enemy has bound you with and he's kept you in prison. It's time to be free from that in the name of Jesus. And we receive that anointing. We receive the, the, the anointed one. We thank you, Father God, that your spirit is moving. Thank you that the spirit of liberty and freedom, the spirit of release and the spirit of life, the spirit of healing, the spirit of freedom from captivity is here. And we thank you for that anointing manifesting in people's lives right now. And if you need that, you reach up and you say, Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I receive that touch. I receive that in the name of Jesus. You are the anointed one. And we lift you up. We're not here to lift man up. We're here to lift you up, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. So let's sing that again. And as we sing it, just receive that anointing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions. Freedom from habits, freedom from things that have kept you bound. Because it is time for the body of Christ to rise up and to walk in the freedom that Christ has purchased for us. It is time for the body of Christ. It is time for believers to find that place of freedom and walk in it. The enemy has kept us bound for too long. But Jesus came to, to proclaim the day of freedom, the day of release, the day of liberty. Hallelujah. And our generation, our generation, this is the generation that will step into the fullness of the freedom, the fullness of the anointing, the fullness of everything that he has made available. And thank you, Father God. Thank you for that. So we receive. We give you all the glory, Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to sing that again a few times. And you just receive that freedom and just make up your mind. Now's the, now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time to get a hold of this. Hallelujah, Jesus. 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 Holy anointed one, Jesus, and again, Jesus, your name is higher, Jesus, his name is higher than any other name.
Jesus, your name. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your spirit like water to my soul. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus, Jesus, Holy and Anointed One, Holy and Anointed Jesus, 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 oh, hallelujah, Jesus, 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 the name above all names, Jesus. The name above all names, the name above every other name, Lord, we worship you. Jesus, 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 Jesus.
exalt Thee. Oh, we lift You up. We exalt Thee. We exalt Thee. We exalt Thee, O Lord. You are so holy, holy, holy. You are so holy, Lord. You are so holy. Holy, 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 Keshiranase, Kerane, Sinasu, you are worthy. You are worthy. You King Jesus, you are worthy, you are worthy, oh Lord, oh hallelujah Jesus. You are holy, you are holy. holy You are holy. You are holy. 
holy. You are holy. You are holy. Oh, Mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. Father, I thank you that it's coming. I thank you, Father God, that your glory, the greater glory, the greater glory, the greater glory, the greater glory is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Father, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. And we, we are to prepare for his glory. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about how the bride prepared herself. We are to prepare, 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 get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah. Prepare, 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 <laughs> prepare, 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 get ready for the glory, get ready, get ready, get yourself ready, get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get yourself ready. Prepare. 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 Hallelujah. There's some things we need to do to get ready. Get ourselves in position. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that we are living in the most amazing days, the most amazing days in the history of the church, the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We're not, we're not, we're not focused on the turmoil in the world. We are looking. We are lifting. The Bible says when you see these things happening, lift up your eyes. 
Lift them up. Look up. Because our redemption draws near. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all I can just get in my heart right now is get ready. Prepare. Because that glory, that glory, that glory, that, that manifestation of the greater glory is coming. It's on the way. It's right here. It's on the verge of it. Get ready. Get, I know I keep saying that, but that's what I keep getting. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. If it means consecrate yourself before the Lord, get yourself ready. Hallelujah. Because he want, He's wanting vessels that are ready and in position and ready for him to manifest his glory through, ready for him to pour out his presence through. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. It's so important that we heed the voice of what the Spirit of God is saying right now in the earth, on the planet, to our hearts, it is so important. There, there has never been such urgency as there is right now. There has never been a more urgent moment when the body of Christ must hear, must awake, and must prepare, and must be ready. Be ready. People say, what, what do you mean be ready? What, what must I do? Well, that's, you need to get before the Lord and find out. You need to get before the Lord and refire and restir up your walk with Him onto a new level because He is getting the body of Christ ready right now for an outpouring of glory, for an outpouring and a manifestation of His glory and His power and His presence. But the message right now is get ready. Prepare, be in position, don't be asleep, wake up, wake up, wake up, and be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. Hallelujah. Someone says, well, Lord, Lord, you make me ready. No, 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 you be ready. <laughs> you be ready. Why is that so important? In a number of places in the Bible, that message of being ready is a strong message. It's an instruction to us. Be ready. Be ready. Because when he comes, when he arrives, it's too late to get ready. So we've got to be ready in advance. And this is so important. We need to wake up. No more sleeping. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, let's sing that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
sing it again. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, 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 Lord, you're holy, 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 holy,
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just, I just keep getting in my heart, and I just, I, I, I've been even resisting saying it, and I just didn't want to say this, and I didn't, I just pushed it away in an earlier song, and it's just come back again. But I just, I almost, I, I, I almost feel like I just want to cry, but it's, it's like. It's the heart of the Father, the heart of God, that I'm just feeling is 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 almost heartbroken in in areas. And what I keep getting in my heart is that so many of my people are just not accustomed to or familiar with being in my presence anymore. They're not accustomed to it. They're not familiar with it. And I don't know about you, but that saddens me. That just tells me something, 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 something somewhere has gone wrong. <laughs> but so many, that I just keeps rising up in my heart, so many of my people are not familiar with or accustomed to being in my presence, you you can see it. You can see it because people and people are not f- familiar with just sitting at his feet and just worshiping him. And I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not saying anybody here. I'm, this isn't. I'm not. This isn't just. I'm not pointing fingers or anything. But. But I'm just, I'm thinking on a bigger scale. I'm thinking bigger than just beyond the boundaries of this meeting. Even on the video and stuff. But pe- people have become familiar with people have become familiar with entertaining and feeding their flesh in church. And for many, it's just a fleshly experience where they just come and they enjoy the beat and they get a nice feeling and they think that's, oh, yes, that wasn't God there. And many times the presence of God probably wasn't even there. It was just their flesh getting excited. I, I am so cautious to share what I'm saying right now. This is not something I say lightly. But just this, this is so strong in my heart. We need to become familiar with being in the presence of God again. It's like we need, we need to retrain a generation. So something got lost somewhere. I, I have my own theories. I have my own ideas. Something got lost somewhere. And, and we took a... This is the way I said it the other day. I said... I wasn't talking about this exact topic, but but somewhere on somewhere along the line, we were going in one direction, and we took a left, and we veered off course, and we we and I'm and, uh, the body across the church. I'm I'm just talking generally, yeah. And we've been going on that slightly off course route, 
but it's not the route he started us on in many ways. You know, in, in the Old Testament, Abraham, God sent Abraham to, to the land. He said, go to the land. Abraham got to the land, and there was famine in the land. And Abraham thought, oh, I better go to Egypt. And Abraham veered off course, and he went down to Egypt. God never told him to go to Egypt. He went to Egypt. And he had to come back to the place. Things went wrong in Egypt. Pharaoh, I think Pharaoh tried to take his wife and whatever, all kinds of things. God had mercy on him. God had mercy. But he had to get back to the place God, and there's a phrase in Genesis, I think it's Genesis 13, 1, 2, 3, or 4. I think it's in there. And it says, he came back to the place that God led him to originally. After coming to Egypt, he ended up going back. He had de deviated off course, and he had to come back. He had to get back onto the direction that he had been moving on so that he could then advance. And something inside of me just, I, I say this with fear and trembling. Sometimes I'm really bold to say some things, and I say them bold and blunt, and, and sometimes afterwards I think, oh, I said that too bold. But right now I'm, not, I'm saying this with fear and trembling. I really am. But I just have that sense somewhere, the body of Christ, God was moving us in some directions with regard to the anointing, the presence of God, the glory of God, and, and we got veered off course. And we have a, we've got a whole generation again in many environments that really don't know how to just be in the presence of God. And we need we have to come back where we took a left. We've got to come back. Does that make does that make any sense to anybody? And we, we have to get back. We've got to get back onto the track of, to where he was taking us so that we can go forward and go, go into more from there. But, but anyway, I think that's expressed what I'm trying to say. So, Amen. Does anyone else have anything on their heart? Anyone? We've got two people. Do you want to say something quickly? What, do, what? Sorry, I missed the reference. Did you just say Jeremiah 17? That's my text tonight, by the way, one of my texts that I'm going to preach on in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, praise God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Tony, did you say you have something? Just while we were worshipping, uh, I just opened, opened my Bible and uh, came to Isaiah 43, verse 19. Go back to verse 18. Do not remember the former things. Whatever has happened in your life before, you know, there are many people, many of God's people are walking with baggage and it's weighing them down. Uh, it, it, it gets them into the mud of things and bogs them down so that they cannot be moving as God wants them to move. Let's move on, uh, read on. See, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not be aware of it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Remember, wherever God's river touches, it brings life. It causes, it causes things to grow. It causes God's people to grow. It causes the assembly of God's people to grow. Don't worry, I'm not the preacher tonight. Uh, he'll make a way in the wilderness. If your life at this moment, parts of your life are feeling as though you're trapped in a wilderness, open up to Father, sit in his presence, Say to him, straight from your heart, Father, help me. Father, release me. He will make a way in the wilderness of your heart. He will give you freedom that you never thought was possible. And he will cause you to walk. It's like, it's like the man said to me one time when I was feeling pretty low. God created you to be a skyscraper. Stop walking like a bungalow. And, and it's right. We walk tall. We're God's people. We walk tall. We walk with his, uh, we walk with his mark upon our lives. And I'm going to leave it there. Remember, God is doing a new thing. Leave your baggage in the presence of God where we are tonight. Walk out without it. Walk out free with the spirit of the Lord upon you. Amen. Oh, I shouldn't have walked right in front of that speaker. I don't think. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Um, if you, if you can stand a little bit more, I'm going to teach now. I'm just trying to get my iPad. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hello. How are you? You right? Good to see you. Good to see you. Is that coming through? Coming through now? All right. I have to remember 
if I look down, I do that a lot, and you suddenly go louder. So, God is good, Amen. You know these these evening meetings. Some feedback there. These evening meetings. Uh, obviously, we do the, the the Saturday morning Bible teaching as well, once once a month. And we're doing those in Southport as well. And that's actually next Saturday, isn't it, in Southport? Yeah. So if anyone wants to come to the Southport one, that's next Saturday, the Saturday morning. So we're spreading them around, and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. And and then and the evening meetings. You know, I, I was I was I was saying to the Lord, I was like, you know what, Lord, if these evening meetings are just going to be like another church service, yeah. why? Yeah. You know, this needs to be different. First of all, these evening meetings are a place where people from different churches are coming together. Yeah. And that, that's something. We're going to draw the body of Christ together in these meetings and people coming from different places. But second of all, we just want this to be focused on the presence of God and just focused on whatever God wants to do. You know, we don't have lots of church business to do and all of those things like you have on a Sunday morning. All, that's why we just jump straight into worship. And um, so, so I just want to encourage you with these meetings. This, this is feeding back a lot. Have I got it too high? Maybe. Is that better? Is that better? I might have had it a bit too high. So is it still coming through, though? Okay. All right. But um, sound, you always get sound issues, don't you? But yeah, that's, what I, that's one of the things I said, Lord, you know, I, I don't just want these meetings to just be like every other church service people are going to on a Sunday morning. This needs to be something different. This needs to be a, a place where the Spirit of God can just do what He wants to do and where believers actually become hungry to be in these meetings and begin to, to, to draw together because... Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for the move of the Spirit of God. Yeah. I'm hungry for the move of God. Anyone else here hungry for God to move? Yeah. Any, anybody here satisfied with how much we're experiencing so far? Anybody here believe there's more? I believe there's more. I believe that God has so much more for us. Uh, in your own individual life is great. Um, you know, and you can receive things. And I, I really sense that when we were worshiping, that there can be a release of that anointing and that liberty yes. in people's lives, and you can receive healing. You know, you don't always have to have someone lay hands upon you to receive healing. Sometimes in a worship time, an environment like that, you can just reach out and just receive, uh, uh, and, and that you can get that breakthrough. But uh, it, 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 this, the, God's got more in our own individual. But you, how many of you realize it's not just about me? And, and, and not, uh, it's not just about what God's got for me. Yeah. We're part of a body, and, and there's things that God's got for the body of Christ. There's, thing, there, there's more of the move of the Holy Spirit, more of the presence of God, more of the glory of God that God has got for the body of Christ. Yeah. Around the world, but let's face it, we want more in this nation. Yeah. <laughs> I want, we want more of what God... God, God, God I, I honestly believe God is wanting to pour Himself through members of the body of Christ more than he ever has. But part of what I was speaking out there about being ready and prepared is a big part of that. It's such a vital part of it. He's wanting to get people in position in our own spiritual lives and ready for him to flow through. People get concerned about what they're seeing going on in the world. You know, if you're running around afraid of what's going on in the world, you're looking at the wrong thing. 
You're, oh no, they're attacking. Oh no, it's a pandemic. Oh no. And if, you, if you're afraid of ever, all the circumstances, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day as well. I'll get to my message in a minute. We'll just circle around the airport for a little bit. That they say. Just, okay. But I was thinking the other day. Um, what was I thinking? Because <laughs> I cracked a joke. I forgot what I was thinking. But um, it's, what was I saying? Oh yeah, if you're afraid, if people are, are, are uh, you know, if, you, if you're afraid of this and afraid of that and, and concerned. I was thinking the other day how I, 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 said, I spoke out recently and, and, and part of me is after saying this, I thought, my word, should I have said that? Sometimes you just speak something out of your heart and you really think, you know, maybe I should just go back to teaching foundational doctrines, new believers courses, and we'll just, it's, it's a lot simpler than speaking something out and then thinking afterwards, God, did I really hear you right? But I don't know about you, but this, there's a part of me that in my heart, I don't think things are going to get much better in the world. I think we, you know, we might come out of one crisis. I think it's going to go, go into another one. How many of you feel like we've been having crisis after crisis now for a couple of years? It's just the next one in the, on, along the line. And people, oh, if, if that needs to go. The, the Bible talks about the end times, and it shows some pretty rough stuff happening. I don't want to go into all the end times teaching. I think most Christians are aware of that. Yeah. And you know, there's, the Bible has always told us there's coming a point in history where things are just going to get worse and worse, and the escalation is going to happen. I'm not sure to debate about whether we'll be here. I think you put a post about the rapture on, was it you on Facebook or something? Yeah. I'm not... I'm not sure to debate about whether we're going before, pre, post, post, whatever the terminology is, tribulation. You know what? At the end of the day, there's only seven years in it. Yeah. We've, we've, we've fought major, major doctrinal arguments over three and a half years. Do you believe you're going before the, is there a rapture before or is, there, or is, it, is it mid? And we have wars with each other. And the devil just sits and laughs. These are the kind of things that have sidetracked us and some of those little side routes, some of them have been doctrinal arguments. And the enemy gets us caught up in these things. So I say to people, you know, people say to me, what do you believe? I'm like, none of your business. Post, pre, pre tribular. I'm, I'm going when I'm going. And if I, and, and, and if I thought I was going at the start and I'm still here, then I'll just say I'm wrong. I'm at least going within the next three and a half or seven years. One of the two. It's not like I've not got, I've got a 300 years to wait. It's only seven years in it. <laughs> it's going to be a rough time, though. It's going to be a rough time. But you, can you imagine? We, we've, spent, we've spent hundreds of years arguing over whether you believe you're going at the start or three and a half years later or three and a half years after that. And there's groups of Christians who won't even talk to each other all over seven years. Seven years goes like that. It's a blink, really. But you see, if you're afraid, if you're afraid of what's going on in the world, if you're afraid, here I go. I'm going to say something again and, and think, should I really have said it? But I've got to just say, if you're afraid of what's going on in the world, you are not ready yet. What did I just say? Prepare, get ready. If you, if you, if you look, oh, no, they're, they're attacking Russia. You are not ready yet. There's some more work to be done in you because God is raising up a generation of people who are not afraid of the turmoil going on around them. Not afraid of what is going on. How, you know, how, how, whether you go post, pre, whatever, you know, what's the other one? Post, pre, 
Mid, that's the one I'm looking I knew there was three. I couldn't think of it. It's mid. post pre and mid. Oh, okay. And then, the, then the ones who believe he's already come and it's all gone and whatever else. But if, if, you, if you are, you know, we, we need to recognize this. There is a generation of Christians that someone is going to be on the earth at the time these prophecies start to come to pass. Whether, you know, someone says, well, what if you're wrong and what if it's not the end times now? Then I'm like, hey, it's fine. Jesus is not going to fall off the throne just because a preacher says we're in the end times and this is the last time. And, you know, they've said that before, but there's something, something inside of me and more and more and more and more Christians around the world are hearing and saying the same thing. We are right there. But you need to realize this. There is a generation, and I believe it's us, but there is a generation that's going to live on the earth when all those things are happening. We've never woken up to this fact because we've always just thought, oh, it's never rare. Yes, yes, look at the signs. Look at the signs. Oh, how scary. Oh, there's a storm. But no, we're far away from when it's really going to hit. Wake up. We're there. We're right, we're, we're right there. We're, 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 I'm not saying how far we're into it, but th- we're right there. Amen? Yeah. And we need to realize this. If you're afraid of all these things that the Bible has been telling us all along are going to happen, you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. Yes. So what, what, what if they launch a nuclear war? What if? I mean, it's just a matter of, hi, Jesus, we're in glory now. <laughs> what if they launch a league? Paul, that's the one. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He just, Paul, Peter just said, I'm just going to put my tent off and I'm just going up. I'm going soon. I'm just going to write you one more book and then I'm out of here. I'm going to go put my tent. They weren't afraid of it all. But see, we've become, we've become Christians who are afraid of things. People are afraid. Well, you know, what if they persecute us here in our country like we've heard happening on the other side of the world? I'm like, what if? It's about time we, we learn to not be afraid. To begin to realize that, that the stories we read of the early Christians who were not afraid, they praised God while they were going to take them and go and throw them to the lions, singing songs of praise. We love reading the stories, but it, deep down inside of a lot of us, we have been terrified yeah. if that ever happened to us. And you know what? That fear says you ain't ready yet. You got to get yourself ready. How do you get yourself ready? Get yourself strong on the word. Get yourself strong in God. Begin to build up your spirit. Begin to pray in tongues. We group of us, we've started praying in tongues on a daily basis on Zoom because we're all over the country. And we do, we're praying for 15 minutes in the mornings. And then we, we're going to about to, from next week, we're going to do the evenings as well. We're going to be just praying in tongues. Because I believe believers, I, I believe believers need to start praying in tongues more. Many Christians are not doing it. They can pray in tongues. Maybe they do it a little bit in a prayer meeting. They are not doing this on a daily basis. Why do you think God gave us this gift? He didn't just give it to you to put in your back pocket and never use. It's part of what gets your your spirit ready. It's part of what gets you into position in some things. And we need to stir this up and start to to get get a hold of some of these things on a daily basis. Get stronger in the Word. 
this is what I plan on preaching, by the way. This is just, like I said, I'm still working in the airport. I just wanted to share, sharing what's, what we're going with today. But, um, but if you're afraid of the turmoil going on in the world, you ain't ready yet. Now, that's not a condemnation. That just, that's just a, a gentle prompt. Yep. Get ready. Get yourself up to the place where these things do not terrify you. Where, you know, you look in the Bible and you see Daniel. And they said, they've just written a decree. They made a law in the nation. They're going to kill you. He goes, huh? <laughs> whatever. Throws his window open and starts praising and, and starts to pray. Does that sound like someone who's afraid? <laughs> no. Three Hebrew children. Just bow down. Otherwise, I'm going to throw you in the fire. He goes, it's time to throw us in the fire. God will deliver us. How do you beat someone like that? <laughs> How do you beat someone when, when your biggest threat is to kill them and they just look at you like, fine, kill us. We're not afraid. How do you beat someone like that? Now, especially when that person is backed by the anointing and the power of God who delivers them from things. It's unbeatable. But as long as we are afraid, as long as we are terrified of the turmoil going on in the world, and as long as we're getting scared and concerned, oh, no, oh, no, we look just, we look just like the world. And, and, and again, it shows you're not ready yet. So what do you need to do? If, you, if you're getting terrified by the world, well, you've got a choice. You either, you either keep getting terrified by the world and you stay in the natural and you just stay on a low-level Christianity where, the, where a lot of these things are not, are not really impacting your life and the word. They're just stories to you. Or you start to raise your spiritual level up to the stage and begin to get full of the word. Begin to wake, awaken your spiritual life. Stir up your spirit on the inside. Begin to get stronger in the word. And we'll help you. We've got resources available. This part of what we do is we teach. We get people stronger in the word. This me and Tony and I, and me, we've got others here as well, Jeremy and Caroline. We've got, got people who can help you get strong. And uh, but, but it's time for us to get strong in the word. It's time for us to get our spirits into shape, to get ready, to be prepared. Be prepared for the glory, but also be prepared for what's going on around us. Because there are people that are going to need you to be full of God. Because they aren't going to have hope anywhere else. And if you're just as afraid as they are, there's no testimony in that. <laughs> but if we, if we are walking in some things... And, and the presence of God can flow through us and bring release from captivity into their lives. See, people, people, people don't realize this. You, 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 pro, you might not have heard prophecy teachers teach this when they teach end times. But people don't realize this. One of the big purposes of a lot of the turmoil in Revelation, the problems, is oh, it's all judgment, it's all judgment. <clears throat> Does God just judge for the sake of judging because he hates people and just wants to? You know that, that a large amount of the purpose often of judgment is to bring someone to the place of repentance. Yes. Why do you think in, in the book of Revelation, the judgment progressively increases and things get worse, but you know that at each stage of the way, there's going to be a harvest. Yes. There's going to be people yes. who got, were so comfortable with their lives, they didn't need God, but now they get hopeless because there's no hope in the world. And now they need, they need Christians that are full of God because they're going to start looking. And if they don't find any power and presence of God amongst us, they'll go and look in the other religions. They're getting into deception. That's why God says, get ready. We need to be in position because as things begin to happen in the world, 
Your neighbor who you've been praying for for 20 years and is at a, who's just not been interested in God is one day going to wake up and say, this God you've been talking about, we really need him right now. We can't pay our bills. We, we, we don't know where our electricity is going to come from. We're afraid of what's breaking out and wars breaking out in the world. How many of you know many people only turn to God when things get really bad? So each time things get bad in the book of Revelation, there's going to be a harvest afterwards. You know that even, even, re, even recently with the pandemic, you know how many Christians who were nominal are more serious about seeking God now? Yes. It triggered people to start getting more serious about God. And there are people, I've, I've spoken to a number of people who do preaching on the streets in different locations. And many of them are saying the same things. They're saying it's easier to preach to people now than it was a couple of years ago. People are more receptive. Yes, they're also getting persecuted. But at the same time, they're finding more hearts are open. That's what's going to happen as a lot of the things in Revelation, as things get stronger, you pull out a harvest. And then we train them up and we get them full of God and they're they're not afraid. But the ones that hardened their hearts and didn't want to turn to the Lord... They face the next level. Things get worse. You know, out of that group. See, people will harden their hearts because they, 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 they wanna, they're resistant toward God. But then when things get even worse, some of them will crumble and they'll say, I need God now. You get a harvest. The ones that hardened their hearts when it was this bad, when things get worse, some of them will harden their hearts and some of, them, some of that group will turn to the Lord. This is good news, by the way. This is not what I was going to preach. This, is, this was not even on my mind anywhere. before. I did not even think about this before, the, before today. People say, more and more, people say, what are you going to preach on? And I say, I don't know. I say, well, don't you prepare as a preacher? I'm like, I do prepare. I've been preaching for 27 years. There's a lot of word in there ready to come out. But, but in meetings like this, we just want to go with what the Spirit of God's got for us. People say, well, didn't you say you had another sermon? Yeah, the lady already gave the scripture, so if I don't get to it, it's fine. She's covered it. <laughs> yeah, but, but there we go. We might still get to it. Wait, wait, we were talking about the ju- things getting worse. See, we've been, we've, been, we've been taught to be afraid of the tribulation, afraid of, of, of whether we're here or not. I'm not even going to argue. It's only seven years in it. But you know what? One thing I know is even, even if we do have to go through all seven years, God's going to be with us through it all. So, but what if they kill us through it? I think sometimes, sometimes people have certain beliefs because they're afraid to believe the other thing. Sometimes they, they don't want, I, mean, I know there's scripture. And then you can argue it either way. I'm not trying to argue. But at the end of the day, I'm saying, no, as long as we are here, we have a mission. Whether we're going before, mid, or after. If we're still here, we have a mission of souls to reach. At no point, at no point did God ever say in his word, go you into all the world and preach the gospel and tell Things get really bad, and then I'll just forget about the commission I gave to you. Are there any updated instructions in the Bible? When, when, when we start to reach the end times and the signs start to come to pass, then, 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 all, then, you, then you don't have to do anything anymore. What did Jesus say? One of the things he said is, occupy till I come. Yes. Yes. 
get on and do the task that he's given us and given, get on with doing the task at hand. As long as we're still here, we keep doing the task. And one of the tasks is where to push back darkness and where to resist the enemy. No way does the Bible say just because the enemy starts rising up and we're living in the end times that we must roll over and let the enemy do it. No way does he say you are the salt of the earth until three years before the tribulation. Then you're no longer the salt of the earth. You don't have to be the flavor anymore. You can all lose your flavor and your light and just sit at home and wait for me to pick you up. No, you are the salt right up until the last minute as we go. We're the preservative. We are the resistance force that is to to do everything in prayer and speaking the word to hold back that force. We are to restrain right up until he takes us out of here. However that is. Whatever your doctrinal position on when and how we go, whatever, I don't really care. As long as we're still here, we do the mission. And you're going to find, as, as things in the world do get worse, there's going to be a harvest out of each time. Each time things get worse, hearts are going to open up that were not open up before. They're going to be ready. They're backslidden family members that you've been praying for for years, thinking, God, why aren't they coming back? They are hardened right now to some things, but you wait until the things in the world get worse. I don't mean going all the way to the, to the worst of all. The, you know, because you know, when you look at Revelation, you get the idea it seems to scale. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, that's my understanding of it. Some of the, some, we don't want them, anyone to go through any of the tribulation. We want them in the kingdom of God. But even many of those people who, have hard, who are hardening their hearts now, some of, the, some of them, when things get worse, they'll crumble and they'll, they'll come back. People say, well, why, why, why is God doing that? Why, why is God letting the judgment get worse? Thank you. Oh, my word, you got it head on. God is going to squeeze every last human being he can out of this. He's only closing this off when he knows that the ones that have not yet turned will not turn. You might not have heard a prophecy teacher teach that before, but that's my understanding of the heart of the Father. How long are we going to keep this going? He's going to keep this going. And the, yes, the judgment will increase. Things will get worse. People, souls will turn. They'll come back to the Lord. And hearts will, and then another group will harden. And then things get worse. And out of that group that had previously hardened, some of them will crumble and come back to the Lord. And, and, and another group of them will harden even more. Go even further from God. By the end of it, you've got the hardened, hardened, hardened of the heart who will just never turn to God no matter what. But God's going to squeeze every lost soul out of this he possibly can. And if it means it's got to be a little bit of a, a rough few years of things going on in the world, and we've got, we got to live, if, whether we are, whether we aren't, I don't really care what the doctrinal position is, if we've got to rough it through some things, then so be it, because it's worth it for eternity. If, if the, the first generation of Christians could praise God while they were being transported right across Europe in carts, to go to Rome, to be thrown to the lions, 
<laughs> I think we can manage that, don't you? I think we can manage that without being afraid. Well, but, 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 but again, if, if, you're not, if you can't, if you think, no, I don't want to do that, you're not ready yet. What's the message tonight? Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Need to get into position. You can, you can get strong enough to where you're not afraid of what the enemy does. You, you look at many Christians, they crumble the moment the enemy knocks them. <laughs> We're supposed to be like a mighty oak. You know, the wind we had, was there, there was some big oak, 300-year oak or something that was knocked down in some place. But you know, normally a big oak is tough. It can weather some storms. Most Christians are like a little stick of celery. The moment the wind begins to blow. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's toughen up. Let's toughen. Should I preach the other message? We'll keep on this one, shall we? Okay, we'll keep going with this one. We might still preach the other one as well. But we need to toughen up. We need, we need to toughen up. This, this, this is part of the bride getting ready. This is part of what's, what's got to happen with the body of Christ getting ready. It, it's time to toughen up the soldiers. Time to, time to toughen up and strengthen up. And, 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 and if it means a bit of boot camp, it means stir some things up. You know, I, Jackie read something in one of our prayer meetings this week about Reese Howells. Anyone ever heard of Reese Howells? Bible College of Wales. I had the privilege of, of preaching down on that campus, not for the Bible College of Wales, but preaching on the campus uh, a couple of months ago. It was lovely to be there and preach there. But um, amazing, you know, they prayed during World War, World War II. Yes. And, and, and Jackie, Jackie read about uh, the, the, all the details and many. If you've never heard of Reese Howells, it's worth reading the book. Parts of it are a challenging read. Part of it, I'm like... That's a bit weird, <laughs> but but it was it's powerful though. You know, it's it's powerful. They really got a hold of some things in prayer and intercession. But you read this, and I think you said during during that period of time they they had prayer meetings. Was it from seven o'clock at, at at in the evening until midnight every yeah. night? Yeah. Was that was that it was something like that, wasn't it? And you just kept reading, and I just thought, whoa, how many Christians today would do that? Seven o'clock until midnight, seven nights a week through the war, they were praying. Yeah. <laughs> People say, oh, you, you mean you're praying in tongues 15 minutes every day? Yeah. <laughs> I can come once a week, but every day? <laughs> What does that tell us about the state of Christianity these days? Oh, dear is the word. What do we need to do? Get ready. Toughen up. Get into boot camp. Get back to the stage where, 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 where we've, got to, we've got to put off your favorite TV show for, at night yeah. and say, let's, let's do some praying. And let's begin to seek God. You know, more and more people, especially because there's a group of us, like I said, we, we're chatting regularly every day because we're having prayer, so, you know, different ones. But a few of them were saying this week about how God's been waking them up in the middle of the night, getting them to pray. And more and more of them, God's, well, God's doing that. You say, I don't, I don't want God to wake me up in the middle of the night because I want my sleep. Maybe that's why he doesn't do it, because he knows you won't respond and he can't use you as a vessel. 
should we rewind the tape? Maybe I shouldn't have said it quite as strong as that. <laughs> Amen. But, um, but, 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 but we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. All right, let's, I'm, I'm going to give you part of the other message because it actually links in right at this point. Is that all right? Yes. Where should we go? Let's go to Galatians. I'll give you part of it in summary form because I think it links in right at that point. I said these, these, these you know, sometimes when I prepare messages, I'll spend hours preparing. I have every detail. I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart, and I like to go line upon line. But, but sometimes these kind of meetings, it's a bit different. You don't go line upon line. You just, yeah. just There are going to be some things that the Spirit of God, and, and I'm just going to go with whatever the Spirit of God wants me to go with. Um, so come, come ready for anything to happen on these evening meetings. We do, we do these once a month, by the way. If this is your first time here. You're welcome to come. There's information on the back that... The first table there is a bit of information, or if you want to be on the mailing list, you want to keep going. Because part of the intention is we want the momentum of these to build. We want to start drawing people together, start getting them in this kind of environment. Amen? You should all be at Galatians 5. Did that give you enough time to get there? Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17. Most of us have heard this. But I don't know. Did, I, I'm just finding myself as well that there's certain things I'm seeing in a new way. It's not that the truths are different. I'm just seeing another angle on some things or putting pieces. Sometimes the Spirit of God is helping to put pieces together of different doctrines I've heard through the years. There's just something about, I believe, the time we're in where, 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 where things are getting clearer and, and, and light. Revelation, God wants us to understand more. But um, Galatians 5, verse 16 and 17, says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit. When? On Sundays? Do we? <laughs> Let's be on. I don't need testimonies. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you might have got in the flesh today a little bit, okay? But walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit. Now, notice there, there's two different lusts he talks about. Certainly in English, I'm pretty sure, I suspect in the Greek there's a play on words going on here. Because he talks about the lusts of the flesh, and then he lists those afterwards, the works of the flesh. But he also says the flesh does something against the spirit as well. What does the flesh do against the spirit? Lusts against the spirit. For, for, for the, uh, where was I? The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. 
so that you, you, you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, I understand he goes on after and he talks about the works of the flesh and, and lists off various sins and different things. And, and I believe this is really important. And you mentioned as well sanctification and holiness. And, and I did a lot of preaching on that a while ago. But this, it is important because God wants us to walk in, 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 in getting, getting on top of and getting control of our flesh and, and, and walking in holiness more. But there's a little bit more that I, I want to look at this in a broader angle. Because do you realize that there's more to the flesh than just sin? Or, or what we class as sin? Now, the flesh and the spirit do what to each other? They war, they're contrary to each other. Now, if, you, if you're going to be a vessel that God flows through more, then we've got to operate more in the Spirit. And, and, and the, more, the more our lives are, are focused on the flesh, the less we will operate in the Spirit. The more, the more flesh-orientated we are in church, and again, I don't just mean sin. That's part of it. That's one part of it. But you know that in Corinthians, he says there's no flesh will glory in his presence. If we want more of the presence of God, if we want more of the manifestation of the Spirit of God, what do we need less of? Flesh. And if we're caught up more in the flesh, are we going to have as much of the move and the manifestation of the Spirit? No. Now, you, you, you just all said that. I didn't say that you said that. But you also just told me we, earlier when I was preaching, you said we want more of the move and the manifestation of the Spirit. See, I hadn't forgotten I said that. You all said, yeah, yeah, we want more. <laughs> and what did I just say a moment ago? More flesh, less manifestation and move of the Spirit. Less flow of the Spirit. Now, yes, the enemy can go, get people caught up in the flesh in, in, in the sense of walking in areas of sin. But there's other areas as well. See, James talks about people whose, whose priorities are natural life. He says, your life's just a vapor, like that. It's gone in a moment. You see, people, people your priorities also affect whether you're walking in the spirit or in the flesh. Now, we might not class that as a sin, but if someone's priorities, for example, I'm not preaching condemnation of people. I'm just, I want you to realize this is broader. There's more to it. The more flesh-orientated we are, the less... Spirit of God, the less manifestation of the Spirit and the less walking in the Spirit we're going to have in our own lives. Yes. And the less manifestation and move of the Spirit we're going to have. This is an area that, that the enemy has worked hard at getting believers trapped in an environment where in some way they're primarily flesh-focused. See, when you look in the Bible... In the New Testament, we see Christians, like I said a moment ago, they weren't afraid of dying because they had a revelation. When I die, I just step over into eternity. That was real to them. 
But these days, we've got Christians who primarily, they're terrified of death because they want to do everything they can to hold on to their life. And that's, do you know that it's, that's a nat, the natural inter, inclination? But if people are, 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 are you know, terrified of, of death because they, they don't have a revelation of eternity, because the natural life means more to them than eternity. And therefore, they're, they're very much in the flesh as well. Priorities. Does that make sense, what I just said? Priorities. What, what did James also talk about? James talks about people. I think it was James. James talks about people who, who said, well, we'll go to that city and we'll do this. And we'll go to that city and we'll do this. And he says, oh, whoa, whoa, you know what you should be doing? Lord, if it's your will. Now, now, that's not because he's trying to get us all to pray every time we pray, if it is your will, Lord, do this. What The heart of what he's teaching is, is seek the purposes and plans of God above your own priorities. Don't just make all your plans. But a lot of, men, a lot of Christians, just all about me, my plans, what I want to do, Lord, bless my plans. God, but see, that's flesh again. That's flesh-orientated Christianity. And that type of Christianity doesn't get much of the move in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't get much of the, the you don't walk in the Spirit if, if your life is your primary focus. He's looking, God is wanting to raise up people whose primary objective is, Lord, what do you want me to do? What's your priority? And we're not so in love with our own lives. Even in our church services, and I was preaching on this the other day, and I preached on this quite strongly, but, but, but I'm becoming more and more aware of this. I, at times, I think we've become very personality-focused in church. Focused on who, who, who and crowd size and looking at things in the flesh. And then we wonder why, 10 years ago, we had more move and manifestation of the flow of the Spirit. And somewhere along the line, we just don't seem to have as much in a lot of environments these days. But it's amazing, we've become a lot more superstar, personality-focused in the church. And when you look at that scripture, no flesh will glory in his presence, you begin to realize the more we focus on people, the more we focus on talent, the more we focus... I'm not against talent, as long as your talent is yielded to the Spirit of God. And as long as you humble yourself before the Lord with your talent... But if the pride of your flesh wants to draw attention to you for your talent and your flesh is glorying and, we're, and, and the rest of us are all lifting you up because of your talent, you know what ends up happening? Less manifestation of the power and the presence of God and less move of the Spirit of God in that kind of environment. So if we want more of the move of God... We need to focus more on God rather than us. And focus more on the things of God rather than the things of the flesh. Because the two are pulling in opposite directions. The more flesh-orientated we are as a body of Christ, the less things of the Spirit we will have manifesting. I hope this is clear how I'm trying to say this. But this is broader than just sin. Yes, yes, that's part of it. I'm not saying that's not part of it. It's part of it. Some people think that's all. But your priorities, what's important to you? 
what you're giving glory to and what you, you're focusing on and what you're exalting. I realized this myself recently. Being disappointed with people. Someone let you down. And you're disappointed with them. Oh man, they, 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 they were going to come to church and they didn't come to church and there were less people in church than we felt they were going to be at church. So I'm disappointed now. What are you looking at? Man, people will let you down, but as they let you down, you get disappointed because they let you down because you're focusing on them. What should you be focusing on? See, we're, so, we're focused so much on fleshly things. That's why we get afraid when war breaks out. That's why we get afraid when things happen. But we get disappointed with people. These are all symptoms of the flesh. More and more, I, 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 I want to come to the place where I say, Lord, I only want to focus on and depend upon you. I only want to give you glory. And it doesn't matter who shows up and who doesn't show up. The only thing that matters to me is, Lord God, we focus on you. You bring the increase. As the body of Christ, we need to, start, we need to become more God-focused than we've been. We've become personality focused. We've become my priority focused, my things focused, all of these. You know, I'll say it is getting, time is getting on and you know, we still got to do our prayer meeting until midnight after I finish preaching. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? <laughs> I said I've got to stop cracking jokes and then forgetting what I was saying. But um, what was I saying? Does anyone remember? There was, I was going to make a point and then I cracked a joke. God focused. Yeah. What do all the scriptures say? Trust in the Lord. Yes. Trust the in the Lord. Own, yeah, I, I, had, I, I had someone, I had uh, a guy, I'm pretty sure the guy was a scam anyway, but it was online and he contacted me and you know, we get, I get people message me through the ministry web Facebook page or something. And, and then he's, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a preacher in such and such a country as well, you know, and they chat you and they're all friendly. And about three or four messages in, it starts to come to, you know, the Lord's put it on my heart that you need to support my ministry. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of the time they're scams, but, but I got into a bit of a chat with one of these guys. And um, I said, well, you know, God hasn't put that on my heart. And, 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 and I was kind of nice. I was loving toward the guy, but I also was firm. I said, no, no, you know, when the Lord tells me. And so he dropped it and he messaged me a bit more again. I didn't hear from him for two or three days. And then he started messaging me again. And, 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 and within a message or two, I was back on money again. And, and, and I can't remember everything he said, you know, but it was all, all about, you know, God, God's really, uh, God woke me up in the middle of the night, you know, and really told me, you need to give. And so I, I, I basically said to the guy, look, this is not how ministry functions. I don't, you know, again, I don't know if he was a scam artist or if he's in ministry or not. I really don't. But I said to the guy, no, this is not how churches function. And this is, this is what he quoted to me. He says, yeah, but the Bible says... How many of you know even the devil can quote scripture? He's done it a few times, and even in scripture. But this guy, I'm not saying this guy's the devil, but just because someone quotes a scripture doesn't make it right. 
especially if they misquoted. But the, he said this, the Bible says, let your requests be made known. That's the bit he left off. <laughs> he said, the Bible says, let your requests be made known. So I'm letting my requests be made known. And I said, that's not how you trust God. I said, you need to learn how to trust God for finances. You need to learn, if you're in ministry, you need to, learn, to put your, but you see, they, he, he, I'm using this illustration. Maybe it was a complete scam, but there's a lot of pressure on people. Pressure on people. Because people say, I trust the Lord, but I'm going to pressure people. Because, you know, I need to help the Lord along. What are you relying on? You're not relying on the Lord. You're relying on your fleshly ability to make it happen. We need to come back to the place where we really do know what it is to trust in the Lord. And put our confidence in Him. And not in flesh. Not in my ability to make it happen. But actually, Lord, you can do this, and I trust you to yeah, do this. And I don't need to pressure someone. I don't need to look to a person. I don't need to be disappointed if someone doesn't give, doesn't, does give, does show up, doesn't show up. But I'm going to say, Father God, I believe my God can do it. And that's that Jeremiah 17 scripture, because it says, Cursed is the man who trusts in flesh. And then it says right after that, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Amen. The more confidence we are putting, but there's a lot of areas where we really are putting a lot more confidence in the flesh. Whether it's my ability to make my church grow. Now, yes, you do your things. You, do, you know, there's certain things you've got to do. You've got to at least hold the meeting. And I still got to drive across the country to the meeting. But while I'm driving across the country, I'm saying, Lord, this is in your hands this is up to you to draw, draw the people. I'm not relying on me. I'm not relying on my ability. My word, if I relied on my ability, I stood up and I thought, my, I'm going to make so many mistakes on that guitar. You probably all, in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking, they're all probably thinking, look at all the mistakes he's making. Because what you don't know is I haven't played for 15 years. I picked a guitar up two weeks ago after not playing for 15 years. I haven't led worship. But you see, I had to get up. Now, again, I'm not doing, I'm not saying this to draw attention to me. I'm, this is an illustration. I wasn't going to say this. But the illustration, I could either get up there and rely on my ability and my talent to do it, but we've become very talent focused on the body of Christ. Where if, the, if, if all the talent isn't there, well, we're going to go down to the church down the road. They've got better, much nicer musicians there. Yeah, but the other one might be more anointed. Yeah. Do you want to be in the talented one or do you want to be in the anointed one? Yeah. Which camp do you want to be in? You're focusing on flesh and what they can do. I just said, Lord, I, Lord, even if I play every chord wrong, I don't trust you for your presence. It's, it's about you and your presence coming in. And we just step out in faith and we do it. Amen? I don't know. I've just, I, you know, shared a few things from my heart. But have you got something out of this? Yes. I hope some things have, have hit home with, with a few people. But we, I really do believe there's a strong message. We need to be ready. We need to be in position. Yes. And, 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 and if you're getting afraid, if you're getting focused, just take that as a warning sign. I'm not yet ready. I need to get ready. I need to strengthen up. I need to awaken and I need to start getting, I need to get my spiritual life in shape even more than I ever have. And you're welcome to come join us in some of the praying in tongues. It's, it's not about 
building people more into the ministry. In fact, we're just opening it up saying, we're doing it. Come and join us. Let's get praying tongues. Okay? But get yourself consistently in some things in, in stronger. And then the other part of the message is this, is that we need to stop being so flesh-focused in different areas. If we want more of the move of the Spirit, if we want more of God manifesting, we need to learn how to operate in this, those spiritual things more and more. It's not just about sin. It's about what we're focusing on, what our priorities are, all kinds of things. Amen? Yeah. And I didn't get it all out tonight, but that, that's, I think that's, that's good. I hope it stirred you up. Amen? Let's, let's pray. And I know if you need to go, it's okay. If anyone needs to slip out. Hallelujah. Father, we just worship you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we honor you. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy of all the glory. Hallelujah, Father God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I believe, I, I do believe you said some things tonight. I do believe it, Father God. I do believe. And I believe even in worship, you, 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 you imparted some things into people's lives That's that maybe they were or weren't aware of it. I do believe that. I believe there was an amazing presence of God during that worship. And Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for the people who've received things tonight. Even in their bodies, people have been set free and healed. I believe that. I believe that, Father God. And I believe that, that things manifest uh, in the bodies. But Lord, I thank you also for the word. And I just pray that this word really stirs us up and, 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 and stirs us uh, in some areas, Lord. And we just want to give you all the glory, give you all of the honor. Lord, it's not about man. These things are not about man. They're not about a personality. It's not about me. It's not about Tony. It's not about any, any of us in here. Right. It's about you, Lord God. Yes. We just want to give you all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <coughs> Hallelujah. Does anyone have anything that they want to? All right. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. In our own lives and as well, yeah, and in our environments. <laughs> and sometimes on my heart, you know, was there for other weeks. Because times That's good. It's a good, good word that yeah. you just said there. Good thing. It's very true. We need to, because it's more important now than ever before that we are hearing and we are listening. Yes. This is more urgent than it's ever been. Yes. And, and we've got to wake up to the fact that, 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 that it is so important that we're strong and in position and that we become more spirit focused rather than just caught up in the flesh and areas. Amen. So bless you. We will be back. Um, the. These ones in, in this building, the Friday nights, are on the fourth Friday of every month. So I know I'll give you an email, but if you, it's consistently on the fourth one.
Um, and the Saturday mornings in Kent Street are on the second Saturday of every month. So that's consistent, yeah? So on the second Saturday of every month, we do a morning of teaching, and that is just line upon line. We go through, and, and it's good stuff. I believe we've got some powerful word coming forth there. So we just do a morning of teaching. These meetings, just go with whatever. Yeah. Amen? Praise God. I don't want to over, I, I, I don't, I, I'm going to just close it there because I know we've gone about, that's probably about our time, isn't it? We don't want to put our, push it on the time. You're okay. Well, we can pray till midnight then. Is <laughs> 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 all right. Bill, Bill's lovely. He really is lovely. Praise God. All right. Well, bless you. Unless anyone else has got anything they want to say. Okay. All right. Bless you all. Thank you. Thank you.